Welcome to episode 33 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Maine. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. If you've ever stopped and really thought about your life, you've probably been in awe of where God has taken you from and where he's taking you to. Tasha Layton knows that well, and you've probably heard it in her song, Look What You've Done. But beyond her writing and her talent, I'm impressed by the depth of Tasha's heart. She's a woman who knows the Bible and isn't afraid to talk about how good God is. I think that tall trees grow from deep roots, and sometimes um, it takes a lot of pain to get to the health and growth that you want to see in your life. And I think that's been true with my story is that there's been a lot of pain. And I think when you have a lot of pain like that, it's just an opportunity for God to meet you in a very real and deep place. And so I'll start with that and then just say that I went to seminary to be a pastor. I didn't go to seminary or move to California to do music. And so I think my first love, if if I never got to do music again, life would be okay, you know? (laughs) Um, But if I could never minister to people or speak to people in that way or or see people meet God, I I think, you know, I don't know what what I would do. (laughs) So um, I'll just start with that and say how I keep it going. I, I think I'm a part of a really great church and small group and I have people in my life who are amazing and call out the gold and and I just try to stay in God's word as much as I can and stay inspired. I think it's important to kind of do different things to keep your relationship with God and um, keep in tune with your spiritual life. Um, I think it takes, you know, different kinds of things, not necessarily the same rote pattern that you get bored with. I think especially over the past year and a half, so many people have become accustomed to doing it on their own. I mean, you hear words like small group and it's like, oh, it's been a it's been a while, you know, since yeah. I've been in a yeah, small group. Totally. But tell me about this idea of calling out the gold, because that can be uncomfortable both to give and to receive, you know, to have someone saying yeah. like, hey, this is what I'm seeing in your life. Uh, but we can't just be like, oh, that person, no way, I'm out of here. I mean, they're, we're designed yeah. to to run with other people. I was really hurt in the church and wounded by community. And I think for a long time, I sort of went on it on my own and just thought that I could fix myself or buy enough self-help books or go to enough therapy or whatever. But really, I was healed in community just as I was hurt in community. God used that to heal me as well. And um, you know, in the Old Testament, it, it says he didn't make his covenant with a person. He made it with the people. And I think our relationships, even in the Ten Commandments, the first four are vertical, but the rest are horizontal. So it's like we have a a, a very high precedent in Scripture to remain in relationship. And so I think it's important to love our group and our community so much that when we do have to say the hard things that um, that they're willing to hear that because they trust us. And, you know, I have people in my life that have said very hard things to me and um, it's because I love them and I respect them and I know how much they love me that I give them that place in my life. I think especially being in the music industry, 
it can be really tough. I mean, we all the time yeah. will get people from local churches sending in demos like you should put us on the radio and you know not not everything you make is going to make it to the radio. Were you expecting this in any way shape or form and how do you keep that in in the box of humility, you know, to know that this this wasn't even really your passion. Obviously, it's a God-given yeah. thing, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I I think that I have always just let the Lord open the doors. I I don't think if I was doing music and creating music to be on the radio, I think I would be sorely disappointed because like you said, a lot of it, most of it doesn't even reach radio and there's a whole thing with that. And um, I think if I was, you know, had to concern myself with charts so much and all of that, then I would, I would not be fulfilled in life. I, I don't think that would, um, be good to my soul. You know, there's a reason Paul says you can gain the whole world and lose your soul because radio charts and radio success, that does nothing for your soul. And it, you can't take that into eternity. And so if I allow myself to go there, um, that's not healthy for me. So, so I love the fact that God is, I, you know, I had someone tell me, they sat me down and they said, Tasha, you've gone deep for many years. You've spent a lot of years in the library gone to seminary, worked at a church. He said, I think it's time that God wants to take you wide. And when he said that, I knew it was a word from the Lord. So it, it wasn't as much, um, God is going to make you well known, but God is going to use what he's putting in you to reach more people. And so I think that's, what's so beautiful about radio is that the song that could have touched a couple hundred people is now touching millions of people. And I think that if, if I take responsibility for that, I am really off my game because <laughs> there's, I'm so small in comparison to what God is doing. And I'm such a small part. It's so much bigger than our team that it's so clear that it's not anything that I am doing. I can't take credit for that. So your song, Look What You've Done, did you write that? Yes, I wrote that with my husband and a friend named AJ and Matthew West. We um, we wrote that together. And it's pretty much my life story in a song. It's really amazing. I, I just and it's funny because I hear so many songs every day, you know, being on the radio. It's like you hear the yeah. end of a song and it's just like, OK, it's another song. I'm thinking about what I'm about to say next. But there's something about that song that every time it's on, I just can't help but stop beginning to replay the things that God has done in my life. And, you know, it's funny in the book of Joshua, there's so much that's spoken to about remembering, you know, remembering what God has done, remembering what God has brought us through, because it's easy to forget. And I think the enemy likes to, you know, to bring amnesia to us when it comes to the things that God has done, because when we forget, then we begin to dilute our faith. Uh, what yeah. are some things that you remember that God has done that you can say, these these are my altars, you know, these are where I've built this pile of rocks to say, no, God did yeah. something big here? I have a few altars that are pretty large. I feel like I, I make a daily altar being a mom, <laughs> but um, I have a few larger ones. One is uh, that I try to take my life in college. I think that's um, one of the largest altars of my life because God spared me from that and um, gave me a new lease on life, so to speak. And it it created an entirely new trajectory uh, 
in my life. And so that was a huge alter. And then also, um, you know, when I lived in California before moving to Nashville, I had a, just a very hard season of feeling stuck. I had called off an engagement. I had quit my job. I had moved churches. My friends were moving away. It was just a very um, hard transition in my life. And I took a sabbatical and I went to counseling and I worked through some of that and inner healing and bringing Jesus into the memories of my childhood and even my adulthood and just saw a lot of healing from that. And I'd, I'd say that's the, the second um, largest altar in my life. And I think since that time, I've continued to do work and dig deep to, okay, God, what are you doing? What are you wanting to heal in me? Because he's always trying to heal something. Um, we're never whole until we're in heaven. So I think um, those are two of the biggest altars for sure. And I, I love the way you put that about remembrance because Sabbath for the Hebrew people was remembering who God was, but that in turn helped them remember who they were. And so I think that's what's beautiful about remembering what God has done in our lives because it, it reminds us of his faithfulness and his attributes. And then it also reminds us of who we are in him. Um, and I think that's life-changing for me. So listening to you talk is a lot like listening to you sing. There is a calm and a peace and a humility about you, but your life is not a hundred percent calm and peace <laughs> because, because <laughs> no, it's not your your mama. I mean, how can we yeah. bring that into our lives? I mean, and I don't want to say this is a male female thing, but sure, man, women a lot of times we're just trying to keep our head above water in a world of chaos. Yes, I, my life is nuts. So, and anybody who comes into my house realizes how many people it takes to keep us going. And um, with my husband touring, with me touring, with having a almost four year old and a seventeen month old, and we just moved, um, it's it's just really chaotic in our house. And I think one thing that I've done as a mom, I don't do this perfectly, but I feel like I'm gaining on it is. I don't attribute my inner peace to my outer chaos because when I do that, like our house is a wreck right now. We just painted, we are remodeling. We um, we're living out of boxes from moving. The kids are, you know, nutso. Um, who's gotten a bath, who's been fed, you know? And I think it's very easy as a female for me to not feel peace unless my external is kind of in order. Um, and my world is sort of aligned. And I think I have, I've given that up in a sense and just said, Lord, I'm going to live in this moment. I'm going to live in this day and let you bring the peace that I need to feel and try to try to dis, uh, disassociate from what's around me and not be so affected by it. Well, we're excited that you're going to be uh, in our area at the Redeem Music Festival in Muncie in August. Yeah. I'm sure that by August, your life is just going to calm right down. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I doubt it. But um, I love being in that area. And I, um, I just saw that new song was going to be there too. And funny story, Russ Lee used to be the youth pastor at the church where I grew up. So um, there's a little full circle moment there. That's kind of cool. Is there anybody that you're like, oh, I really would love to go on tour with this person? I mean, I love Brandon Lake right now. Mm -hmm. As a worship leader, I feel like he's he's my spirit animal. <laughs> so I love Brandon Lake. And yeah, I'm going on tour in the fall with Ryan Stevenson. So I'm really excited about that too. He's 
He's an awesome person. They have an awesome family. Again, Tasha will be at the Redeemed Music Festival at Grace Baptist Church in Muncie, Pennsylvania on August 20th. You can find out more when you click the events calendar at familylife.org. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a financial gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. We offer a variety of podcasts like our latest Family Life News or Family Life Kids. There's The Sunny Side, a Family Life original podcast that shines the light of Jesus, and 10 Minutes With, an interview program with faith-based artists and speakers. All of our podcasts are free, and they're on demand at familylife.org slash podcast. podcast.